You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy friends. I'm Scott Cullen, host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Locked On Podcast Network. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. So today, two players who will miss the 2021 season for different reasons, one of whom really damages his legacy, and more pitchers that exceeded expectations in 2020. New York Mets second baseman Robinson Cano has been suspended for the 2021 season after testing positive for stenozolol. There's a worthy debate to be had about the use of PEDs. I'm against it, but I also recognize the desperation that can be involved from the point of view of a kid who grew up in abject poverty who has a chance to make millions if he can reach the major leagues. The risk, and hoping you don't get caught, is probably worth it most of the time. But it gets a little more difficult to have sympathy for star players who have had long productive careers, and they're still using. The question might be then whether Cano was using and just not caught in his heyday, say, with the New York Yankees. Or was it really something that came late in his career when age was catching up to him and the results weren't up to his previous standards? In any case, using stenozolol is like just asking to be caught. (laughs) This is Ben Johnson territory uh, from 30-plus years ago. So, uh, If you're going to use PEDs, kids, uh, you might be able to find something that's a little bit uh, more surreptitious. Anyway, from 2005 through 2017, Cano was absolutely elite at second base, hitting 305 with an 848 OPS. His average season over that period was 23 home runs, 91 RBIs, 88 runs scored. Uh, He was great, and that earned him a 10-year, $240 million contract with Seattle Mariners. And halfway through 2018 season, he got dinged for his first PED suspension. At the time, I wrote for TSN.ca that uh, Cano may have cost himself a a spot in Cooperstown because voters were steadfastly against PED cases going into the hall. Well, that may not be 100% exclusionary anymore. It's hard to imagine that two suspensions won't prevent Cano from gaining uh, the significant traction he would need when it comes to Hall of Fame voting. Anyway, he was traded to the Mets and had the worst season of his career in 2019, which may have prompted a return to PEDs, because Cano's performance was excellent in 2020, hitting 316 with an 896 OPS, but it was also a short season. Back just a few podcasts ago, I said I'd be wary of Cano heading into 2021 because he's 38. It's not normal for guys to hit an elite level at that age. And while Cano might have been a decent candidate for a middle infield spot, um, there was some risk there anyway before we even get into uh, the PEDs. So anyway, it's too bad, but there also doesn't seem to be a way that Cano is going to escape this unscathed after getting pinched twice. So the other star player who's going to miss 2021 is Padre starting pitcher Mike Clevenger, who's having Tommy John surgery. Clevenger was acquired in a trade with Cleveland and made just four starts for the Padres. He was really good, but he lasted just one inning in his final regular season start, then one inning in a National League Division Series start before getting shut down. This should leave sufficient time for Clevenger to be ready to go in 2021, and presumably the Padres should still be contenders at that point. But next season, 
They're looking at a rotation of Dinoson Lamette, Chris Paddock, and Zach Davies. But with Clevenger out and Garrett Richards a free agent, there could be some room for change at the back end of the rotation. Top prospect Mackenzie Gore or Luis Patino could get a shot in the rotation. Adrian Morjon and Joey Lucchese might have an opportunity too. As it is, the Padres are obviously worse without Clevenger, but they can still be very competitive and are poised to have a killer rotation with a healthy Clevenger in 2021. Coming up next, some more pitchers that exceeded fantasy expectations in 2020. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They have a bunch of great flavors. My favorites are peanut butter chocolate and salted caramel. They're all low-fat, low-carb, high-protein, all in a convenient bar. I've been trying to shed quarantine pounds at a boot camp for the past couple of months, and I'm having a little bit of success. But I leaned right into it with Built Bar to give my muscles the protein boost they need. And, you know, maybe you choose a Built Bar protein bar instead of using performance-enhancing drugs, and maybe you still get to play in the, in the big leagues next year. So something to keep in mind if, if you're uh, thinking of going down the path of Robinson Cano. Anyway. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to save 20% off your next order and enjoy the best protein bar on the planet. Send me your questions. I'm at by Scott Cullen on Twitter. The show is at LO underscore Fantasy MLB on Twitter. If you want to fire off an email, send it to LockedOnFantasyBaseball at gmail.com. So let's continue uh, with more pitchers that exceeded expectations in 2020 uh, in terms of fantasy rankings and final rankings. Uh, There are a lot of relievers in this one, but we'll start with Kansas City reliever Greg Holland. Preseason ranked 402nd, finished ranked 52nd. Holland's 34 years old, and while he doesn't have the stuff that he did during his best years with Kansas City from 2012 to 2014, he was still really effective in 2020. Winning three games and saving six taking over the closer's role after Trevor Rosenthal was traded to San Diego. And Holland posted a 1.91 ERA, 0.95 whip. He might still have some value if he has a chance to close in 2021. Tampa Bay Rays reliever Nick Anderson, preseason ranked 143, uh, ended up ranked 22nd. Never mind his playoff struggles, Anderson was filthy in his 16 and a third regular season innings. He had a 0.55 ERA, 0.49 whip. Like, those numbers are so ridiculous, you just know it wouldn't last over a full season. And apparently all that regression came in the playoffs. But Anderson did save six games, and he could have fantasy value as a closer, but what indication What indication is there that the Rays are going to go with a dedicated closer? They didn't really do it in 2020, and they came within a couple wins of a World Series title. You think they're changing now? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure I buy it, so there's probably still going to be some hesitance about taking Nick Anderson Uh, as a closer in fantasy. Another Rays reliever, Diego Castillo, preseason uh, ranked 409th, ended up ranked 54th. Castillo had a 1.66 ERA, 1.06 whip, won three games, had four saves. He doesn't generate quite as many swings and misses as Anderson, but Castillo's average fastball tops 96 miles per hour, so he kind of has the stuff to close if he's given that opportunity. Now to a starter, Seattle starting pitcher Marco Gonzalez. Preseason ranked 316th, ended up ranked 56th. One of the more surprising starters in baseball, uh, Gonzalez, 28-year-old lefty who doesn't throw very hard, and he had still managed okay results in a couple of previous seasons, but his lack of strikeouts really limited his his fantasy appeal. 
especially as the de facto ace for a Mariners team that didn't have great expectations. Gonzalez rose to the challenge, though, going 7-2, the 3.10 ERA, 0.95 whip, and a respectable 8.3 strikeouts per nine. Toronto reliever Rafael Delis, whose preseason ranked 434th, ended up ranked 57th. In the wake of Ken Giles' injury, the Blue Jays bounced around to a few closer options before settling on Delis, a 32-year-old who hadn't pitched in the majors since 2013. Saved a handful of games and had a 1.50 ERA and 1.25 whip. He walked too many to be truly dominant, but Delise's splitter added a new wrinkle that he didn't have in his first go-round with the Cubs. Chicago White Sox starter Dallas Keuchel, preseason ranked 238th, ended up ranked 68th. The veteran White Sox lefty had been okay, maybe maybe good in 2018-2019, uh, had a 3.74 and then a 3.75 ERA in those seasons, but he was much more effective in 2020, posting a 1.99 ERA with a 1.09 whip. But all is not rosy with Keuchel despite those numbers. Those great numbers come despite a strikeout rate of uh, just under six per nine innings, his lowest since 2012. His home run fly ball rate uh, was 4.7% after it was 23.8% the year before. Somewhere in between is probably more reasonable, and Keuchel's career home run fly ball rate is 14.7%. So, if you can get someone paying retail prices for Keuchel's 2020 results, now might be the time to sell. The San Diego starting pitcher, Zach Davies, preseason ranked 399th, ended up ranked 74th. Davies was effective in Milwaukee, but he did not generate a lot of strikeouts. It was 5.8 per nine in 2019. Uh, so that limited his fantasy appeal going into 2020. But after a 2.73 ERA, 1.07 whip, and seven wins, uh, for the Padres, that's a pretty strong season. And 8.2 strikeouts per nine innings suddenly made Davies a valuable fantasy commodity. Los Angeles Dodgers starter Tony Gonsolin, preseason ranked 388th, ended up ranked 83rd. Gonsolin was effective for the Dodgers, pitching 40 innings in a swing role in 2019. But he didn't sec- secure a spot in the Dodgers rotation for 2020, which explained why he was not really a consideration for fantasy going into the season. But... Once Gonsolin got into the rotation, he was dominant. 2.31 ERA, 0.84 whip, 8.9 strikeouts per nine. He only won two games, or he would have even been more valuable. Gonsolin should be a fixture in the Dodgers' rotation in 2021. While middle relievers are not super valuable in fantasy, there were plenty that thrived in a short 2020 season. Here are a couple. Milwaukee reliever Devin Williams, preseason uh, ranked 398th, ended up ranked 11th. because he had a 0.33 ERA, 0.63 whip. It was only 27 innings, but a ridiculous 27 innings uh, for the Brewers' rookie. Um, just imagine if Williams was a closer and he could add saves on top of those numbers. Uh, if, if the Brewers w- were to consider moving Josh Hader, uh, suddenly Williams would uh, have big appeal uh, for fantasy. Uh, and in any case, it will be interesting to see if his changeup remains as effective um, now that batters have seen it, uh, there will probably has to be some regression. Uh, those numbers can't, uh, can't hold long-term, but expectations will obviously be much higher for Williams in 2021. Veteran A's reliever Jake Diekman, preseason uh, ranked 429th, ended up ranked 23rd. 33-year-old had a 0.42 ERA and 0.94 whip, had 13.1 strikeouts per nine innings. Now, He had a 179 batting average on balls in play, which will be uh, almost impossible to duplicate. 
but that's the kind of thing that works in small samples. And last one for today is Minnesota reliever Tyler Duffy, preseason ranked 424th and an upranked 32nd. He had a 1.88 ERA, 0.79 whip, and 11.6 strikeouts per nine. That strikeout rate was actually down from 2019, but Duffy was really impressive for the Twins. He did have a 212 batting average on balls in play, which is prime for regression, but Duffy should still be valuable reliever next season. Question is whether he'll ever get a chance uh, as a closer. So that'll do it for today. I'll be back tomorrow with more stats for offseason prep, a few more overachieving pitchers in 2020, and hopefully some player movement to analyze. So find this podcast, subscribe, and rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Fantasy Baseball. Tell your smart device play the most recent episode of Locked On Baseball. Say hi to Sully when you're there. Stay locked in with Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily source for fantasy news and analysis. 